Hello, you're listening to a spoiler-filled film conversation. Hooray! I am Santa Claus. I knew it! <laughs> there wasn't a confession. It's the name of the film, mate. Fuck you. Sure. Yes, but you can look forward to a very nice conversation about body positivity. Body positivity? <laughs> that bear convention. Oh, that you, was... You... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never really considered uh, prancing about in a, in a room full of men, but if they're into it, it does turn would... yeah. turn things I around mean, a bit. Get a lot of I mean, can we just can we just immediately talk about that photo shoot in the bath? Can we do that, or do well, I, I mean, just, just hold it, my tongue? Oh, you're gonna right have to the, hold on. Yeah, it's at the beginning of the film. Basically, we'll, we'll be we'll be getting there. There's a bit of <laughs> bit of fucking preamble, guys. Come on. You guys, Abby, come on. You're not that ra- rabid to talk about a, f- a fat man in a bath. <laughs> <laughs> fat gay men in the bath. Oh. I'll wait. Yeah, do it. You fucking hold on. <laughs> Merry Wrestlemas, everybody. <laughs> it's that time of year again, guys. Where all of us at Spoiler Phil Film Conversation Hooray gather round the Christmas fire, burn our stockings, and watch a wrestling Christmas movie, as is tradition. Hello, I'm Rich. With me is Abby. Hello. Jamie. Hello. And I tentatively ask. And Anthony. Hello. Wee. For now, unless we have technical difficulties. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's Christmas. Make a Christmas wish, everyone. Um, yes, anyway. So, guys, we've previously done Christmas wrestling movies on the podcast before. Thus far, correct me if I'm wrong, we have done Santa Slay, featuring old Billy Goldbergs. Uh, we've done Santa with Muscles, featuring uh, the Hulkster. And we've done the tenuous link to a wrestler... Uh, in Jingle All The Way, which has a cameo from The Big Show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, just when you think, oh, there can't be any more Christmas movies with wrestlers in, you're like, ah, you you don't understand the world. There's more than you think. The Miz is responsible for a lot of them, admittedly. But we got we got Christmas wrestle movies for days, guys. So here we are again. What was it? I can't remember now that I've introed it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was a documentary called "I Am Santa Claus." I have a question. Yes, is this the first documentary that we've done? No, it's probably the second oh. one. Okay. Does anyone remember P- pop quiz? Does anyone remember what the documentary we did was? Encounters at the End of the World. Is that what it's, was that what it's called? Yeah, something like that. It's the Werner Herzog. Look, we gone. Oh, okay. We're all working at the North or South Pole, which one of the cold bits. Uh, yeah, ju- like, yeah, that one. We did that. That's the documentary. Isn't it? It's just dawned on me what would have made this documentary better. Werner Herzog. Be, yes, narrating all of these mall Santa's lives. <laughs> Yeah, well... And then becoming, like, a more... And then becoming a terrifying <laughs> Santa Claus. 
What do you want for Christmas, little boy? <laughs> I hope it is a sense of dread and unbelief. <laughs> yes, yeah, like he's got the he's, he's he's the best. He would make a crack in Santa. I like, I like the idea of him being a Santa without a beard as well. Yeah, like, he just would. Yeah, it's just Werner Herzog. I am Santa, but I have not got a beard. You will make do with my mustache, and you will like it. Here's, here's Klaus von... What's the name of that guy who's like... Kinski. fucking? Oh, Klaus Kinski. He is my, yeah. he is my Christmas elf. <laughs> he will be giving you a, some body armor for Christmas. Just this screaming elf with a terrifying face. Yeah, anyway... um. But this, the link to wrestling is uh, Mick Foley produced a documentary about the mall Santas of... I guess they're not all mall Santas, but they're all, you know, Santa standards. Anyway, Anthony, you suggested this film, so can you give the details? Because so it's a, a grammatically awkward uh, t- film title, so we, we need some clarity. So if you could. Sure. Well, I suggested this film because I found it on... Um... Well, I I knew WrestleMus was coming up, so I was doing a bit of research for it, uh, thinking there can't be any more like wrestle-based um, Christmas films. Um, and you know, it, this is again a little tenuous. It just kind of stars a wrestler for a bit. That's not tenuous. Um, That's he's one of the Santas. They he's the rookie Santa. Is it? True, true. And it is a bit of a more of a left field from the ones we've seen. Uh, so far, but that's what kind of stuck out to me. Like, and this and was the cl- sorry. clearly the one we had to do. Um, oh, I mean, considering the other Christmas wrestling ones that are available, fuck yes, this is the one we have to do. <laughs> so um, I don't really know. Didn't really much know about. I didn't really know much about it uh, going in, um, except that it was directed by some guy called Tommy Avalon, and Mick Foley was involved somehow. Yeah, he, um, he at least produced it. I can't really it. give much details. I can like name the people, but um, they're all going to come up. Yeah, I guess it's point, just so. like who who real people. Like it's not starring. Yeah, who was the director then? I guess that's the important one. Uh, his name is Tommy Avalon. It's a cool name. Avalon. He's done. Has he done anything else? Documentaries, I think. One of them's about Bill Murray. Okay. Is, well, is he related to about... Lauren Avalon? Avedon, even. Oh, who cares? Clearly Ooh. not. Uh... But yes, it's I Am Santa Claus from 2014. Not to be confused with anything else about Santa, because there is so fucking many Santa movies. Yes, there's Christ. thankfully no Tim Allen in this one. Yeah. That is oh. a bonus. Although that's a choice pun. I didn't even realise there was a pun in The Santa Claus. And then I understood that it was to do with the cron- contract where he becomes Santa. And I was like, that's fucking yeah, that's, sweet. That's a sweet pun. That's why oh, there's at the end of it. Took me a decade to get that as well. I, I know, it's too, it's too fucking remember, clever for a kid, isn't it? I remember it just kind of dawned on me one summer's like evening. Just a w- random thought. It's like, oh, oh. Is this a oh. Claus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you and then you looked at it and you went, Ugh? when you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, yeah. 
Uh, I guess I will. I will ask what people might have expected from this. Uh, none of us were really aware of it properly. I, I was like vaguely aware that Mick Foley loved Christmas, and occasionally, uh, as the documentary shows, he occasionally put on Santa suits to be in wrestling, like wrestling themed matches and stuff. But it wasn't full Santa. He was just uh, what do they call him, uh, Saint Mick, right? Like just yeah. So mm. I knew that much. That I I'd heard that he had a, a Christmas room. In his house, and we see a bit yeah, of that. I, I knew about a lot of that stuff because I'd read his his first two autobiographies um, a, a couple of times, and the Christmas stuff. I think, in, especially in the first one, he talks about his obsession with Christmas quite a lot, and that's where the stories about um, people being on the road with him and him always putting Christmas songs on on, on us like. A compilation mixtape that he had. Who who knew a man that extreme could be so tedious? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing about Mick, Mick Foley, isn't it? Like he's he's one of the best known, like full on fucking hardcore wrestlers who's almost killed himself in front of live audiences multiple times. Yeah, and he's also a very nice man who's the incarnation of dad jokes. Uh, <laughs> he, he's like uh, an iron man with a heart of gold, isn't he? Like yes. fucking yes. But yeah, Abby, you're a big fan of Mick Foley. I believe you've also read uh, at least one of his books. Uh, what were you expecting good things from this documentary? I'm not really sure what I was expecting from this documentary because it could have taken one of two tones with it because it was about Santa's. It could have dialed it all the way around to kitsch and mm. just been this really saccharine thing or it was going to be what it was which was more of a sort of breaking the fourth wall of santa ship and just being oh you're just a sad normal man <laughs> oh and it, it, it is the latter really it would have been horrible if they have pretended santa was real i, I mean if they have pretended more santas were real obviously here at spoilerfield we endorse and believe in santa don't we guys um the real one but obviously you know, to explain away to children, uh, yeah, there are people who stunt double as Santa for money, for money and gimmicks and photos because he's busy getting your shit ready from Argos or whatever. Um, so you know, we 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 wanted to find out more about the. Well, we didn't want to find out more about the like shopping mall Santa world. It just we so happened we that did Mick... until we watched it. <laughs> it just, yeah, Mick Foley happened to be in it and therefore gave us a reason. But um, so you 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 were not sure if we were going to get just something tedious and sweet, which is a lot of Christmas movies. Yeah, so could have gone either way from Abby. Uh... Um, I didn't give my expectations, I suppose. I, uh, like, like I said, I, I was doing some research for this and I found like a website called it's like 16 times like wrestling and Christmas collided. Um, I thought you were going to say I looked up a thing about bears and, and sexual preferences <laughs> for elderly fat men, but go on. That's a different story. Um, um, but yeah, so I didn't realise how much schlock, Christmas-wise, WWE have actually kind of like put out. Yeah. Um, but but in amongst all that like cheese and weirdness, I, I kind of found this there. Um, and it just as soon as I saw it, it was like, well, this is this is it. Like you do, you just know, like love at first sight kind of thing. My expectations were it was going to be an entertaining watch. But was it going to be for like the cringe 
or was it going to be because it's going to be like generally humorous or was it going to be because it's going to be um weirdly voyeuristic yeah um it's so a, I, thought, I thought it was going to be entertaining it's a peep behind the curtain in santos grotto isn't it it's behind the scenes look at how uh an industry of uh, I guess charlatan Santas. I mean, not really. I mean, the, how does it, how does everyone feel about like this idea that uh, a bunch of old men ha- are given our young naive children to sit on their laps and have photos and then some shit presents given to them? Is that like Jamie? You've got kids, so presumably there's going to come a point where you have to make decisions as to which Santas you visit and things. Like, um, I mean, in 2018, it's now a bit weird they have a they have <laughs> but, like plexiglass between you and the santa you're yeah. not allowed to sit you sit on a chair that's provided and <laughs> and like you get a pre-packed present that I no one has touched i mean the the key is to make sure that you take them to you know uh, one of those santas at an established store rather than a back alley park. santas <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a car park and santa's like got his sack on his lap and he's like reach down for the good stuff and he's got he's just, all like tobacco in his beard. <laughs> like, his his grotto is just the open back of a van. You don't want the Santa from like Home Alone, do you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it, uh, I think I've already I've taken them both once, and like one of one of the two kids was a small baby at the time and she didn't do that thing where they scream. She just sat there and stared. Because it's almost like a savvy sort of, what the fuck is going on? What is, why is this happening? Is this a relative um, I haven't met yet? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. It's Usually it's in places, you know, it's in big malls or supermarkets or wherever. It's, I, in the UK, I remember it being a little bit more suspect whenever I was a kid. Because it was always in a, like, um, we, we used to go on the ones... Uh, in you know the old steam train in in yeah. Bronwyth train station. Not specifically. They, they, well, they would do. I worked there, Jamie. Did you really? Were you yeah. the creep Santa in the grotto at the end of the railway? Because <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's were you that the seems... precocious child in the corner. No. <laughs> <laughs> in the corner. This is a bit Blair Witch Project. Okay. Um, but no, they and that's a bit weirder that put all the kids on the train and send them into the woods to see Santa. That's weirder than, uh, you know, <laughs> take them to shopping centre. I think generally, and I, I, you know, I don't want to talk about our own personal Santa fucking shit for ages, but the general thing is you queue somewhere for a while and then it, there is a sense of, like, ooh, magic, because you have to, you don't see Santa till you go into something or, or round a corner and then you're in the, so there's a sense, there's usually a, half bored underpaid temp who's like a elf who's looking like they want a smoke break and then eventually you see just an old man with a fake beard or maybe a real beard if you're lucky in in, in this film but um you know it's just you go there you're confused your parents take a picture or someone takes a picture and then you get handed a a, a packet that's eventually opened and the, it's that weird thing where it's a christmas present but obviously you could open it now that's what we paid for and it'll be like a selection pack of chocolates. One of them will definitely yeah. be a chomp or a curly whirly. <laughs> mm. 
I always remember it being, um, it would be that, and then it would be one of those shit little game things that's like a little maze with a little ball bearing in it. Um... That you tip to get it in the hole. Yeah, but well, um, that number puzzle game where you have to like slide the numbers around to get oh them in the right God, order. Fuck off with that. <laughs> but no, that's generally the British experience is something like that, and I, it seems the American one is not far off. Only in this documentary suggested that uh, at least the the legitimately good Santas that you visit have real beards. None of this tug I it and it comes away bullshit. Like everything else, especially anything Christmas related, there's a there's an earnestness to the American version that, that is often not there in like the British equivalent. Like the British equivalent's always, oh, it's you know some some fat Welshman in a fake beard going, oh, sit on my lap, oh boy, and like not really invested in it particularly. Uh. Whereas like for these for these guys, at least in this documentary, it's like it's a fucking way of life. That's the that's the thing. The documentary isn't just about people doing their job. Which is, you know, being a children's entertainer for a specific season. These are men who live their life looking like Santa. Some like, and then some of the time they're sort of casual Santa, like Christmas-themed T-shirts or, or like kind of sweatpants that are red. They're kind of, you know, there's Christmas casual, and there's Christmas for Father Christmas formal, and then there's like I'm doing my job. I'm going to fucking look and smell exactly as Santa should. So we get a good uh, cross-section of people who actually probably are and want to be Santa legit, which is a little bit sad and scary. Ooh. Sorry. A Christmas miracle. <laughs> we've seen as we have started the podcast proper, you can start talking about an old man in a tin bath. We've lost Anthony. Oh, are you kidding? I wanted him to talk about the gay Santa... <laughs> Damn you, internet! Who's we haven't been good enough? Santa's punishing us for mocking him, complaining. Uh, was there a message from him? Is that what the book was? Or yeah, just carry on yeah. without him. Okay, so go on without me. <laughs> Let, letting you guys, listener, behind the curtain of our podcast a minute. We've lost our friend Anthony. Uh, not to life. He's still alive, as far as we know. But we've had some technical issues and uh, we've tried a few times, but Anthony is off the podcast. He's he's given us the gift of this uh, movie to discuss. He has enlightened us with a little bit of Christmas chat but is unavailable because uh, Skype and his internet and stuff are not playing ball. So we should... Also, I don't... I think he has some weird setup where he's like on the internet in a shed by the by a railway. So and maybe it's time for him to dress up as Santa and let children in so he can, you know, give them presents. Or dress up as Santa and get in a tin bath. Yeah, that's right. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna talk um, old men in tin baths time because it's probably the most striking thing from this film. Oh, it was it was the moment for me where I went, okay, I'm on board with this film. Wow. Okay. Abby, what is it you wish to expound on this moment? I I do, but first, I found it difficult to remember whose name was which. Oh, so no, either can you remember people's names, or can we agree on what to call the various Santas for well, the purposes of? I mean, you had you have the first one, which is the sad Santa, like the the guy who lives in the basement, trailer park deadbeat Santa. He's trying to buy a trailer. 
He's, you know, yes. They they show him on St. Patrick's Day on his slash his birthday, getting yeah. pissed and talking shit about <laughs> everything, and just wearing mm. green, just wearing green and mouthing off and not making a lot of sense. He's just he's sort of he seems okay, but he's kind of sad. Sad after, Santa, yeah, yeah. Deadbeat Santa, gay Santa, who is is freaking brilliant. Um, yeah, gay you, gay Santa is the tin bath one we're gonna discuss a little he's bit also more now. Impossibly nice, like oh, he's, he's so lovely. So, yeah, <laughs> An- antique stealer Santa, if you want as well. Yes, you know, he's also antique stealer. Um, swinging, swing. Also... Sorry, go on. <laughs> yes, President Swinging Santa, because he's the president <laughs> of the what of the sex club, the society, or whatever it is. Um, but and Sad Santa had a problem with that because he's a swinger. And then you also have Cool Santa, who is the one who's literally changed his name legally to Santa Claus and has tattoos and shit. I would say he's Barbecue Santa. That's the one. You know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's okay. the one. He's the few, one of them who, like, is probably young enough to not look like Santa, but has decided. I want people to love me and not be frightened of me, so I'm going to dye my hair and change my life, and I'm yes. now legally Santa. I've he's gone also, mad, and I want to sell barbecue. He's he's the one who sticks up for the swinger Santa whenever Stad Santa has a problem with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of Santa beef going on. Um, and then there's a lot of Christ- Santa sex involved oh, in God. this, too. There's Christian then, Santa, who's an estate yeah, I was agent. Gonna call him, I was going to call him the Reverend Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Fa- literally Father Christmas because oh, priest. I think yeah. he's a not he, though. He's like a not Catholic no, though. Like, but also the weird Christmas song version of Jingle Bells that's about Jesus. That was oh, strange. Uh, also, <laughs> coming coming from a, a Christian y background with my mum, they rewrite songs a lot in, for Sunday school. So I've I've sung. Uh, the Flintstones theme with Jesus lyrics, <laughs> as well as um, what's what? that one? What's that one? The Seven Dwarfs sing about working or something. Hi ho, hi ho. I've I, both of those have been translated into weak Christian themed messages that I've sung as a child. That, so. The Flintstones one in particular sounds completely fucking mental. Jesus, like... meet the Jesus. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember what the lyrics were, but it was not. It didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> I got two because first of all, the Jesus is the guy from The Big Lebowski, <laughs> and you've got me imagining an animated Jesus Christ. Driving a car with his feet, yeah, like I, I running and I don't know. I can't anyway. answer for these things. Also, there's real Santa, which is the uh, the guy who looks like he's so fat he can't move. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit morbid, like proper fat yeah. Santa. Yeah, and then there's... oh, but the the, the, well, the best bit. Sorry, we will get get where we're going. But the best bit of and another wrestling cameo. Uh, Mick Foley and Roddy Piper are talking to each other at a convention. Yeah. And uh, Mick Foley explains that he met the real Santa, and Roddy Piper's like, fuck you on about? What do you mean you were at Santa's house? And then Mick Foley shows him the picture, and Roddy Piper's like, oh, you're at Santa's house! Like, he just like explains everything, now I'm seeing the picture. So he's, like, a, he's whenever, so funny. Whenever Mick is explaining that guy's life to him, the look on Roddy Piper's face yeah. of... <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. He like cocks an eyebrow. He's like, all right, well, it's a bit fucking weird. 
Yeah. It, I think it's because he's a wrestler. He he thought he had seen everything, and then finally, quite late in his life, there was one more thing just sort of fuck him over mentally. Yeah, yeah, you're right because this wasn't. This was only like, wow. When did Roddy Piper die? It was a couple of years after this documentary. Yeah, it was kind of sad. like there's yeah. lots of sad moments in this film, but one of the sad bits that got me is like, oh, Roddy Piper, he's not with us anymore. There yeah. he is listening to Mick Foley talk about Christmas and being like, yeah, you'd be a great Santa. Because you're mental like Santa is. <laughs> so it's sweet seeing Roddy Piper again. We also got yeah. talking heads of like the Blue Meanie and Tommy Dreamer. Like those were the other and wrestling cameos. For some fucking reason. Oh, like because he was at a convention, isn't it? Weird. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was at a horror convention. Oh, no, no. You're thinking of Sid Haig. Who else the was there? From... There's other people there, wasn't there? Like Yeah, Dee Snyder's the singer from... Twisted Sister. Was he not a, a, a equally... Was he just there? Because he do Mick or something? Oh, who knows? Uh, I, f- yeah, I, I feel like friends with story. Jericho, so he might be friends with other wrestlers as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of crossover in hair metal and older pro wrestlers. Yeah. But, um, you know, most people just say... like I think Tommy Dreamer's one thing is like, yeah, he's crazy <laughs> about Christmas. Yeah. And then Brumini's like, yeah, he'd be a great, great Santa and stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, the the yeah, that's the thing because I think um, I don't. It's a shame he's had to go now because um, I was gonna ask because Anthony's not as familiar with wrestling as the rest of us. He's casually I, aware, like yeah. he's not. He's not. Whereas, he's not like, full. Me, like I, I. Mick Foley's more, from the era you remember best. Yes, and he's he's from the era that is really. I would say still universally the peak accepted of is the, yeah um, wrestling's uh, heyday. He's also it? the sort of he's very much I I would say him and The Rock are the sort of faces of latter day wrestling. And Stone because, Cold Steve Austin. I mean, yeah, Steve Austin's in there, but he in there. Like, he's the king. What are you on about? No, I mean, he is. Oh, Jerry I the King Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler was in it <laughs> yes, as well. Yes, that's right. He pops up. I forgot about um, him. No, but like Mick Foley and The Rock. Yeah, yeah. Have that crossover appeal. Like Mick Foley became a legitimate author and a stand-up comedian for a while, at least. And The Rock is the fucking highest paid actor in Hollywood for the last fucking five years or something. Mm. Um, but they they have that sort of, you know, they've been in there, they've been down in the fucking dirt of wrestling as it became something much bigger, but they're also very mm. approachable, charismatic, decent people. And Mick is very much one of those ones who will talk to fucking anyone um, and he's the perfect face for this documentary, and he's also the perfect fucking face for Santa Claus, because when he dresses up at the end, he looks more like Santa than any of the <laughs> other guys in the documentary. Ah, uh, well... Um, yeah. No, he does. He looks like he's off... Uh, he looks like an illustration from a children's book. I think the other dudes, uh, they're like rocking the white hair, long beard, long hair thing, and actually, you kind of think Santa... You know, Santa gets a haircut, doesn't he? He's not fucking in ZZ Top, you know, like, Santa has to be a little bit, like, uh, finessed, and some of them are just, I'm an old hobo, and I'll wear red, damn it. But yeah, uh, I mean, Sad Santa's the one that comes across probably as the most, sort of, I don't know if I want my kid on his lap. Uh, <laughs> like... But yes, I think, uh, so that, I think, including Rookie Mick, uh, I think that's the basic 
main Santas we've talked about there are the ones we're going to discuss a little bit more as the, as the documentary unfolds. But I, I think we all fell a little bit in love with Antique Santa, or Gay Santa, as we're kind of going to call him. Yes. But yeah, Abby, what do you want to say about uh, gay, <laughs> gay Santa? Well, his introduction was the most curious, because it's one thing to explain to people that you were, what was it, Mr. Polar Bear? Was yeah. his title? In the Texas, and... was the Texas Roundup? Bears yeah, he's, thing. he's from Dallas, and he goes to like a bear convention. It's fucking. Oh, it's fucking but great. there's more. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But his introduction was not only was he talking about it, he was also undressing In for fo- a photo shoot, <laughs> which culminated with him posing in a tin bath in his pants and cowboy boots. Surrounded by chickens. I was going to say the chickens. I've forgotten about that. <laughs> the the thing that was so amazing. So you're getting, okay, oh, there's an old guy with a beard. He is a Santa. He's a lovely, sweet, uh, high-pitched voice or, like, kind of this, the sweet, squeaky old man voice. And he's talking about the type of... Well, he's just talking about his life being a Santa. And... It's when he's so, you know, obviously there's like um, some guy taking pictures for the photo shoot and it's kind of like a slightly more cowboy theme. It's like, oh, I'm a bear, like a sexual preference in the gay community. So, uh, and he's, as you say, he's just undressing for the photos as it goes on in a cowboy hat and like, I don't know if it's like a, a red onesie or something. And then yeah, it's, he's it's spent, long johns. Long johns. And because he's an old man trying to get into a tin bath on the ground, he cut. He, he kind of is in his pants, awkwardly teabagging the air yeah. to try and crouch down again. And he can't get. He kind of has to fall in and get trapped in the and bath. He can't... Yeah, he can't get out. And it's like he's just stuck there. Kind of, they're, they're having fun with it, but it's like there isn't any s- footage of him actually getting out. Where presumably he just rolls on the ground and gets covered yeah. in chicken shit and just has to have a wash because like. But then, like, that is such a, like, it's just, he doesn't do anything sexual, but it's pertaining to sexual practice. He smokes, he smokes he a cigar, coquettishly. But he also, yeah. he's so sweet when he's talking about things that, like, what does he say? He says something like, well, it's something like, when a man loves another man, that's what I am. Oh, he didn't, re- he wasn't. So oh, yeah. Cute. Yes, like he he sort of worked out he was gay when he realised men could love other men. (laughs) Like it's it's almost like I'm so naive I didn't realise being gay was a thing. And then oh that's nice. People people are into big hairy men. To be fair, he is an older man from Texas. Yeah, you don't don't get a pamphlet about it, do you? And he's in a long distance relationship with someone, and it makes him upset and sad that they're far away, and you're just like. How can you be this seedy and this sweet at the same time? But it's not even seedy because it's just a, an old man photo shoot, isn't it? Like it's not it doesn't feel perverse. It just feels like quirky. I think I, it's the his of of all of them. His face. He like I don't know how to describe it exactly. There's his eyes and his cheeks uh, under that beard as well. He's got the like friendliest, almost like cartoonishly friendly face. Yeah, and it's not like like some of the others are like I'm all about the Santa merch all year round. Like this guy, we see him a lot of the time outside of his work as a Santa Claus. So 
you see him in like horrible leather baseball caps and just general casual wear and you see him with like I don't know he has loads of badges on one of his outfits but essentially he's a guy who works in antiques as well and has a long distance relationship with a guy and you know it's like because it's later in his life as well this is, this is it's odd in a way because it's seeing like an older couple relationship and it's like a bit more like you know, first love. It's kind of like younger people hooking up. It's like, it's odd, you know, he should have been, you know, married for years by now, right? But he's still, they're still sort of dating from a distance. A guy who yeah. who does deliveries and therefore basically is Santa, like his boyfriend. Oh, Didn't even think about his, that. His boyfriend works for UPS or something. Like, uh, so he delivers parcels all year round. Uh, but anyway, the point is, this man cries at the drop of a hat. Like, he's, I mean, admittedly, he's got a, a harrowing backstory with this long-distance relationship. He wants to see his boyfriend more, but he can't. But then he also cries at the idea of, like, just the job of, like, being in, oh, I'm in children's lives. and I'm the f- the f-. Like, just, uh, just anecdotes about <laughs> people's first experience with Santa. And it's just... He just cries all the way through. It's amazing. He's so sweet. I'm not slagging him off for crying. I'm saying no, I mean, like, it's a testament an, to how nice he is that he just yeah, weeps at everything. Yeah, he's an impossibly decent person. And then he rolls around in a tin bath, looking practically <laughs> naked. It's just him being so nice, and then the footage of him surrounded by all these like fat gay guys dancing with their bellies out. And I was like, this, this is amazing. I would just watch a film just about this guy. Polar Bear the movie. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> no, but we should, like, he was at a bear convention. Yeah. It was a convention explicitly for large hairy men to find other large hairy men, possibly for the purposes of sex. I think you don't, ha- you don't have to be a large hairy If you could just have a preference for them and turn up. But but yeah, it, what I like about it is it's a celebration. It, it almost doesn't matter if you're gay, but it's one of those body types that never gets celebrated. I mean, quite frankly, I'm a young Santa in training with my body type. I got got a, a non-white beard, and I'm hefty enough. I just need the red claws and a bit of uh, cash to make me sit in a shed and give out presents. But like, it, you don't see people of my body type all getting together and like being oh this is the type we like like it's not celebrated <laughs> very often so to have a large group of people just bald fat hairy men just be like yay we're, we're, we're some of us are in slightly you know bondage gear others are just in t-shirts with funny slogans and we're just what? gonna watch each other dance about and get drunk and have a laugh Some, you know something that did occur to me whenever it first uh introduced that uh, convention, and you saw like the the fat hairy guys walking around in bondage gear. I thought, especially in the late nineties, a lot of wrestlers dressed like this. <laughs> like they just kept, like one of the uh, the one the one who comes up and talks about how much food there is is wearing the same shit that um, Albert did whenever he was called Prince Albert, which is you know also slang for piercing of a certain type. Uh... Yeah, I mean, but Prince Albert, ca- sorry. It was, it was the casualness for me, where it's like, yeah, I'm just standing here in yeah. uh, in a little... I don't even know how to describe that eye of clothing, but it was just, just several leather belts. Yeah. It somehow <laughs> making a top. Like, but then, very, like... very friendly Cenobite from Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, if you think about it, you got, like, they had, like, a competition. So this, this uh, Santa had won one of the years, like, you know, I guess the polar bear is the award for grey-haired 
uh, hairy blokes, like, for being uh, sort of sexually appealing. If you think about it, like, if this had been a bunch of men gather around and watch women dance around, like, in their, with their tops off and stuff, it would be awful. But because they're all yeah. just big, fat, hairy blokes, it's so sweet <laughs> and bizarre. Happy fat men. Yeah, just... And they they all sort of looked a bit like, in another world, you'd never get anywhere, but in this world, you're all the kings. And you, you can't... you got to admire, like, the Texas Roundup guys for having the, the time they did, because fair play to them, like... I I almost want to be gay just so I can have a meeting like that once again. It just looks so fun. <laughs> While we're on the sort of that sort of topic, when we were getting the tour around that bar, like I think it was Swinging Santa. Oh, this is yeah. This is a separate separate line in the sand or snow, and like separate guy, Swinging Santa who ran a sex club. And he's not gay, but he's possibly, I don't know, he didn't really state his sexual preference well, a, other than, he yeah, yeah, he's a swinger of some kind. And there's a, he was making a big deal about the buffet area, doesn't, we don't want, there's a sign that says, <laughs> the sex club buffet, you don't have nudity at the buffet, we don't want to see your bits while we're not noshing on our food. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah no, you don't want to deep, deep fry your knackers either, but like... <laughs> There was also the the fact that he was like, well, the people on the website call it the orgy bar, <laughs> but I prefer to think of it as some twee version of that. I and think he said the observation bar. The observation. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're just going up, oh dear, we're going up to the observation deck to watch people fornicate <laughs> on a stage. There was another one, though, that had like a harrowing backstory, because they introduce him and there's, a, there's an element of like playing it for comedy a little bit, because you've got the sad Santa who lives in his daughter's basement, yeah, not agreeing with this because the the swinging Santa is the he's what the f- I I don't remember what it's called. It's like the it's like the Santa Club where all these mall Santas like gather at a convention or whatever. And yeah, because new yeah. president of that organization, and the sad Santa doesn't agree because the president is the 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 Santa president is also a swinger. Yeah, he's a he's bit like, more oh, conservative. Yeah, I mean, there's a shit ton um, of Christian Santas in this, and in general, and it kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, let's forget about Jesus and focus on the best guy, Santa, but also, <laughs> you know, let's wear a cross and sing songs, you know, about Jesus as well. Like, there's, a, you know, we can understand it's a, it's a Christian-related holiday. It, it should have been just a Christian holiday, but, you know, like, Christianity is a part of Christmas, and so people with very conservative views are going to be like, oh, I don't know about people who are having sex on a bar. They <laughs> 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 can swing in with each other, and and, and then it's also but, the, ga- um, the gay thing comes up a bit as well, but it's not, you know... Well, yeah, he, he talks about him being... Um, well, the, the gay Santa is the... He's also the Santa in his church, I think he says at one point. Like they have yeah. him in to do the whole like more Santa thing at church every year, but um, no, they the with the the swinging guy, the swinging Santa, um, when he talks about his, I think it was his, was it his younger brother who got AIDS? Yeah, um, like he was gay and uh, contracted AIDS, and the entire family abandoned him except for the guy who becomes the Santa. Yeah, um, who was like the last member of the family to maintain a relationship with him hmm. and I was like fuck another one this is why is this all so sad and harrowing <laughs> yeah and uh, you know I think the general oh uh, 
So it's just the reason that came up is because that's why he started the bar because he yeah. wanted to support people who wanted to have that lifestyle. Yeah. So I was like, oh, another an, another guy who I thought was, I guess, just a mall Santa who I now strangely admire. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I get. I don't want to be too harsh on uh, sad, sad, sad Santa, I guess uh, Basement Santa, because yeah. he he's more conservative. Basement Santa. He basically, uh, you know, he's his his story in the documentary is that of struggling to get like he was promised a job at, at the place he worked last year. It's not coming through. He has an agent, I guess. That seemed like a weird thing that Santas have agents. I guess they do. Yeah. But he was waiting to get the like the agreed upon contract. Because he doesn't have a job the rest of the time, so he relies on it. Uh, mm. And so that was his arc. But they also had him sit down with, um, I think, Barbecue Santa was trying to talk him like around to the idea that because we're all Santas and we all love people and it's about caring and it's, we shouldn't judge people about their private lives. So the fact yeah, that no one gives a shit when you're not fucking who, yeah, if you're when you're not Santa, do what you want. Is what you know. It doesn't matter if you agree with it or not, but that's not a part of who you are. As long as you're a good Santa, and you put on, you're nice with the kids and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. And I think generally, he was a bit well. My life beliefs, but I don't think he like hated anyone. He was just no, saying it wasn't was... right to be. I guess sexually weird if that... you're Santa, isn't it? You know, the bit that got me because I could kind of see where he was coming from. If it was, you know, he had a problem with the fact that the guy was a swinger and you know that's that's a that's like a lifestyle thing but then he asked him you know about the, what if what if a santa was gay and he he like he wouldn't answer like he kept saying oh it's not something i've you know had to think about her. so essentially <laughs> what he was saying was it's not cool yeah, but i'm on film like and, <laughs> yeah which like you know being gay is that's a different thing you know, that's that's something that more than likely you are born like that, and that's not something that... And, it, and yeah, like Barbecue Santa says, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. But I think, I don't, you know, I, I think they're just highlighting the different viewpoints. Because all these men are doing the same vocation, but they're obviously yeah. from different backgrounds. They also talk about, like, there's, we get a token black Santa at one point, and they talk about there are yeah. Mus- Muslim Santas, and, it like, it's like it literally... Like, there's such a variety. It's like the number of Elvis impersonators there are, you know? Like, there's just every kind. That was the other thing he said that made me think, like, go just uh, a little bit on him, was that he wasn't sure he liked the idea of a non-Christian Monsanto. And it was like, eh, Mm. You can't have Jewish Santa with fucking big orthodox curls down his head and and a little smaller little... Uh, Santa hat on the on his uh, Amalka type, a tiny red yarmulke with a little yarmulke, yeah, thing on it. Or a turban Santa. I just want every, a robot Santa. There's not enough types of Santa for me, quite frankly. Um, You're right. They should have him like they used to have Ninja Turtles action figures, where you get like weird limited runs where they're dressed in like Hawaiian shirts. Or <laughs> it's baseball Star Santa. Trek yeah. Star Trek. Oh, what would be the better? I'm trying to think what would be the better. I, don't know. I reckon Buddha and Santa would love. They'd love a buffet together at a sex club. They, yes. And I come to think of it, actually, <laughs> the argument I would have made is you go. What you think, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus are not fucking some of them elves? So, yeah, they are okay. definitely. They fucking. What's I, mean, up? I wasn't going to go there, but what I was going to say is that, if anything, the biggest thing that this documentary establishes 
is the Santa fucks <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and does not discriminate. I mean, I I was a little worried, and I'm glad I didn't really go in this direction. I was a little worried it was going to be like a sexual thing for some of them. They show that there's a convention where all men who've grown white beards and wear red meet up and be Santa together in in rooms and chat and catch up on Santa-related information, I guess. Yeah, just just be Santa and be naked Santa together. It's not like it's a sexist or anything. Just, you know. mm-hmm. that, don't mix it. No, there's like the, the, the casual I'm dressing up as Santa. There's like, yeah. there was, there was um, you know, Ghost of Christmas Present Santa and uh, like there's a couple of weird ones just thrown in visually, but like you know, I was worried it was going to be our fetish is I'm Santa, and it yeah, was well, just my mental delusion is I can be Santa more than just at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it was the the sex stuff that is addressed in the film is a part of their lives, but it's not the reason they're Santas. There was no one who there was no one who was living a Santa fetish. Well, maybe the gay Santa's boyfriend has a thing. But he didn't Actually, elaborate. Yeah, they, they never explored that, yeah. They mainly just, I, like, they went to the zoo in Denver, and they had a nice day out. And there was, yeah. a, nice, there was a nice shot of them. Look, it's it's uh, it's gay Santa, and look, there's a polar bear. And look, he's riding on the first crowd, and he's riding on a polar bear. He's a polar bear, guys. Did you get it? Oh. But they didn't, like, you know, they seemed like a regular couple. They didn't seem like, mm. dress up as Santa, please. Yeah. Unrelated to the the sexual element, yes, I really loved the attitude difference in Barbecue Santa. All the other ones were like, oh, 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 and then the kids pull their beard, and he's like, "Why, you want to see my driver's license? Look, was, there's my driver's license." He was the most <laughs> fucking New York New Yorker. He was. He was so. <laughs> when he was, oh god, it was. He was great. He was my. It was either him or the gay guy that were, like they were vying for my favorite of the Santas because I I loved how matter of fact that guy was. And whenever they showed the like the pictures of him when his he had black hair and a black beard and he said that you know he's got tattoos and everything so people would people would be scared of him. Yeah. Um and then whenever he decided to go full on into the Santa thing it didn't like people found people found him much more approachable, but he also said how like it changed him. <laughs> He's like he was less aggressive. He was less yeah. angry. I was like this. This is the most fucking zen guy I have, and he <laughs> is as well. He's so accepting of everyone, and he's so he's so sort of decent about all of it. Yeah, it's weird how the different Santas put prioritize their lives. So some of them are fully committed to Santa. Get your driving license. Get your fucking your number plate to say Santa's sleigh. And then there's, like, there was that Christian guy who did, like, a CD, uh, he did, like, an album that he recorded. They didn't really play oh, yeah. his music, because it was probably awful. Because it well, sounded like... awful, what they did play of it. Yeah. But they have, like, uh, I think he was one of the Christian Santas, and he talks about how, yeah. yeah, God is number one, they're my family, and then being Santa. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Also, what the fuck... Find... What was the deal with... He had his own church meeting with loads of Santas. Like, there was the yeah. Santa meetup, and then he was at a Christian Santa thing where there was, like, a like, Santa priest, and the, no, a Santa minister, a Santa's helper, a Santa band played, and yeah, then they sang I'm the Santa not, songs about, about Christ. a religious person, and it's been years since I've been to church in a sort of attendance-type way, but... 
I'm curious about that church. <laughs> like, what's go- it, it must be so weird to have, like, a, like when you're Santa and kids in a car park are like, hey, Santa, and you're like, oh, you'll be good this year. That's kind of like a novel thing with you being Santa or looking like him. But then when everyone fucking going around with white beards, you'd be like, oh, I'm kind of fucking normal, and I? I'm just... I will... <laughs> I will say, I did have a hard time telling some of them apart after a while. I was like, hang on, which one's this? Yeah, and a lot of them talk about God. Like Mick Foley, when he goes to have his Santa makeover, he talks to an expert or the real Santa or what you know. He talks to a guy who has a Christmassy house all year round. Yes, we and... never see that guy get up and walk around. And don't I don't think, think he can. can. No, <laughs> he's he's got a lap and he's honing it to have the most space on ever. Um, but he, he talks to this Santa and he you know gives loads of pro tips like probably smell nice like have a special cookie lotion that Mick Foley tries on and things and he oh, gives him cologne. yeah yeah the, the yeah like, that's it yeah cookies and vanilla or whatever it was yeah so he's got like pro things about just basically be authentic and come across properly like realize like there are tells and and what what it's just basically what to do to be convincing Trim your nose hair. yeah be pleasant not a tramp you know <laughs> um um there was, it was interesting, you know, because it's Mick Foley, so there's all, like that pro wrestling is in the mind of someone who knows who he is. Yeah. But it's interesting mm. how much of what that guy was telling Mick is what Mick has talked about in the past in terms of performing as a professional wrestler. That suspension of disbelief, the authenticity, the S- sell buying. the gimmick, live the gimmick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I think also. The well, the thing I was going to mention about this uh, guy uh, is he also seemed to think that God had given him the right to be, channel the real Santa, and he yes. was like, it was his destiny from God to be Santa Claus, <laughs> and mean, that was a little weird. Inevitably, in a community of people like this, there's going to be some mental illness. So, <laughs> <laughs> and not just because they've had concussions in wrestling matches. Yeah, actually, yeah. Mick, Mick seems like the most grounded of all of them. And the man molests people's mouths with a sock for a career. <laughs> I didn't realize that when he dressed as Santa and came out like in with the white beard, that they had him have a Christmas stocking, Mister Socko. It's genius. It's so genius. Like he batters the fucker of Alberto Del Rio for like a raw special or something. For for like, I, I like this. I like seeing him basically fully sitting down with one of his sons and watching back like his performance at a wrestling show and him yeah. coming out as a more authentic Santa and, and like helping out John Cena or whatever. I have, I have the uh, this impression that he enjoyed watching his own match when he was Santa a lot more than when he was, like, Mankind or Cactus Jack or... Do you yeah, know? and his son could give barely a shit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was, like, fair enough, it was, like, a good gimmick and it worked. But, yeah, also, it was... I had totally forgotten the names of Mick Foley's kids, Huey, Dewey, Dewey, Dewey or something. No, Mick Jr. Of course. And, then, and Noel, his daughter. Oh. And he talks about the fact that they kept having kids because... He was worried they were getting too old for Christmas. What a madman! Fucking, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure he was joking. No, he wasn't. <laughs> it, that's that's one of the things that comes up in one of his books. There's two scenes, right? That that 
one scene is going to suggest Mick Foley is mentally ill and I'm scared of him, and the other is going to show that he's genuinely a sweet guy. And the first one that was kind of amazing, the first shot of Mick as like rookie I love Christmas guy, he was talking about his Christmas room and he had his tree <laughs> and all the different settings of the lights. And oh, oh, this is the regular lights, and this is the, if you jazz it up a bit, and these are the coloured lights and the regular. You're like Mick. What? No one cares about your Christmas tree lights, mate. <laughs> I think one of the things that makes Mick Foley endearing is he fully embraces how lame he is. He is lame. As, as oh, like, totally. just, just as a, not, you know, because he's a fantastic pro wrestler. He's, he's a good writer and a good, like, speaker. He, like, dresses, speaker. he dresses like a lazy, fat lesbian, though. <laughs> no offence, lesbians. Like I said earlier, he <laughs> is he is the he is the living embodiment of all dad jokes. He is, and he knows, and he fully commits to it and lives it. That's yeah. and he always has. Like if, especially reading like his first book, that's entirely what his personality is. Abby, did you come away liking Mick Foley more or less because of this documentary? It wasn't like did I like him more or less. It's that did I worry about him more or less. <laughs> <laughs> And I think I worried about him less in the sense that he wasn't putting himself in any physical harm. <laughs> but then I worried about him more because there is there's no one... Because it's about a Santa, because Santa is a very good thing, it's a very pleasant thing, it's a very wholesome thing, Yeah. nobody's going to tell him to not do this. Yeah, don't, uh, don't bring joy to children. <laughs> it's but I, creepy. I get the feeling that he's going to go completely... Off the deep end. He's, really. got... He's going to end up like the giant fat Santa that he yeah. visits. And yeah. this is this is a man who's had many gimmicks before. This is just a new gimmick for him. He's gone from like Cactus Jack, Dude Love, Mankind, <laughs> uh, Mick Foley, uh, the real man, and now he's going to in his latter years he's going to go full Uber Santa, old Saint Tech. Nick. Mm. Like you know, it's crazy. Dude Love was first. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was his teenage. Uh, wrestling oh, that's there. fair. That's fair. You got me there um, on, a, on a technicality. But, but uh, sorry, go on. Uh, the only bit that concerned me slightly was towards the end, and the the idea of it was adorable. That he was going to, he did this sort of double setup on his kids, where yeah. he would pretend to be Santa, be found out, but then there would be another one in the house, and I was like, that's fucking genius. But your Son, I think it's Mick Jr., the one with the longer hair. Yeah. Seems very convinced that Santa's real, but also looks about 13. I know. I, I was so <laughs> troubling. Like, like, they had the one... Are you not <laughs> telling them until it's, like, absolutely essential that you should say something? It, it, well, it was It was just... It was, it was, it, it was heartbreaking because it <laughs> highlighted how... It was a disturbing kind of innocence. Like, so, okay, the setup basically was Mick Foley had. They, the, his kids were in on the fact that he dressed up as a realistic Santa, was in the wrestling, and they were trying to. They were staying up to see if they could see and catch the real Father Christmas putting the presents under the tree. And, okay, that's nice for children. And the, the, the age appropriate child and other children were basically asleep. And, like, even when, like, real Santa <laughs> turned up. Yeah, that was. His, 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 oh, wait, wait. was the one who fell asleep. I loved how confused he was. The one that yeah. was half asleep, but he was just looking at Barbecue Santa like, what? Oh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's 
That's, that's Huey. Yeah. And Huey so and Mick Jr. And but then like yeah, the thing that made it okay, so it's a nice idea that oh dad, we knew it would be you dressing up. Shut up. And then it was just the awkwardness of going the real Santa comes, you know, he comes at like two thirty, he always he always comes at two thirty, so shut up. We're not we're not we don't care about you, Dad, dressing up as Santa and then there's like the sound of bells and they discover a more convincing Santa and it's <laughs> and they, you know, they all like have their video cameras or phone cameras out and they film it and it's and you, I was just going but how old is he? Or like, is he seriously? <laughs> like, the, it was just like I, watching yeah. a basically a teenager be took in by it all. And like, you know, it wasn't like that. Oh, I'm going along with it for my little brothers and sisters and stuff. It was, oh, you're too old <laughs> to believe in Santa, and you do. You're gonna regret in two years' time. You're gonna look back at this footage and want to die. Like well, now, now that the the documentary's been out for like four years now. Mick Junior. Come on, mate. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> How old were you, you sucker? But anyway, you know, it, it ruined that very, lovely a moment. Very wealthy family, and I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> well, it felt it felt right because he was basically giving a pretty sweet. He must must pay a bit extra for an on Christmas night appearance of Santa. Yes. So he gave barbecue Santa a good Christmas bonus, I reckon. But as old as Mick Junior is in that scene and it is weird, yeah. it was very well done stunt. Mm. I, was, I was impressed. And also, I do want to talk about the, the payoff when Mick finally dresses up as Santa and, like, there's that whole sequence of him talking to kids and he's so fucking into the character. Like, you, it's it's almost like it's more of a dream to him than being a professional wrestler was. <laughs> It's good. I it felt good for him. I also yeah. liked. I liked the warming up he did with. Uh, I think it was Huey. Like Huey's like as, as an elf, uh, and yeah. they're doing a little bit of role play, and Mick's just making dad jokes about like, uh, I hope you ask for nothing because that's what you're getting. <laughs> oh fuck it! What was it? The kids that wanted two balls. Can you take a note to? Uh, <laughs> round <laughs> spears. See, that's that's the Santa I'd want to be. Is when the kids say their weird kid shit that doesn't quite make sense. I want to be making in jokes to the elves and the and the parents. Yeah. That's kid the way to go. <laughs> Too round, Sephiric. <laughs> but the the thing that made Mick not mentally ill for me, right, was he had a little when he was with uh, real fat Santa, like he was. Uh, talking about the reason he realised, oh fuck, I'm secretly, a, I'm like a, like discovering you're a furry, I've discovered I'm into being Santa, was yeah. he was talking about a young guy, a young kid came to see him at a signing, and he was a, he'd, uh, was a Burns victim, and had to wear a special mask, and, he, and Mick had him sit with him to do autographs for an hour or so, and how he loved the atmosphere in the room when that happened, and how people were into yeah. it, and making the kid feel good, and you go, oh fuck yeah, it is, it's just about, like, cheering the fuck up, and making people yeah. happy at Christmas time, so you go. Again, oh, it's it, okay then, isn't it? It doesn't matter if you a bit weird. It seems to mean more coming from someone who has thrown themselves thirty feet onto concrete and shoved thumbtacks in his face and by God, King, <laughs> like he's fun. rolled around in barbed wire and pulled one of his own ears off and blown himself up and like had his tooth in his in his nose. Yeah, like it seems it, there's a lot of weight to someone like that saying, yeah, I just want to make kids happy. Or, <laughs> or Terry Funk gave you brain damage and you think you're Santa now, whichever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not all about Mick, though. Like, you know, he's no. he steals the show at many times, but um, 
I think who are the ones we haven't really paid a lot of attention to? Obviously, we talked a little bit about homeless, not homeless, get a home, base, basement Santa, barbecue Santa's weird, I... but, you know, mm. go on, Abby. I, I like him. I would go to Santa Claus's barbecue. Yeah, definitely. They I'll didn't draw put... attention to it, but there was a very slight thing. When one of the other Santas at the convention said that some guys fall into the the cookie trap and they just eat like they oh, yeah. eat like Santa <laughs> and and sad Santa was he was just constantly nomming the donuts, fucking, pastries, yeah. cheeseburgers. Live the dream. Oh <laughs> yeah, the, but the, he the, did not look well. No oh, he my didn't. gosh. He he was the most very... yellow of the Santa's beards as well. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah he he looked like he had lived the life, but it but his human body had really paid the price for it. What, what, he had a cane. He had a fucking candy cane walker stick. This is the so, thing that sold me on him, right? You guys, you know, like he was the trampiest Santa, the the probably the saddest one. But he on Christmas, obviously, like his gig was in a mall or whatever. He also had a thing about Walmart because they don't have enough American products. They Chinese shit in them and stuff like foreign goods he had his beefs right but okay whatever commerce who cares but when he got his gig and he was like last minute hooray he's got a gig as Santa he's not gonna miss out or whatever and then he gets to stay in like a hotel room and sort of has has to like be there for like the mall gig all the time like seven weeks or something yeah but it also he decorated his little home away from home apartment with Christmas decorations, you go, oh, this isn't just your mental, this, you know, you don't, you actually like Christmas as well. And the fact that he felt like, yeah, you don't want to be spotted on Christmas Eve because yeah. you kind of, you should be busy Santa, shouldn't you, not having a burger. So I felt like even though he was a bit of a like a bit of a prejudiced guy at times, he still was a sweet guy, really. Like he wasn't, I think partly he wanted to be Santa because it's innocent and nice and pleasant, and it's not about sex and politics and stuff. It is just being a mm. kindly old man. So he, I think he was into Christmas genuinely, in his defence, you know. Oh yeah, no, he's not. He's not like a terrible person or anything. He just he he comes across as a bit. Um, he's almost like that. What's what's that British thing? The animated Santa Claus is it called something? You know, the one who's like blooming Christmas. I don't know. You know who I'm talking about, though. You know that it's like a cartoon, and it, it's he's just like a oh, grumpy. Santa, is it just called Santa Claus? Is that what it's called, or is it? Is it like it's, very... it's like the snowman animation guys? Yeah, yeah. And he just eats too much at a Vegas buffet. I hate that bit where he eats too much at a <laughs> buffet. But like, yeah, he's just annoyed all the time, and like Fuck. he was kind of like that. Yeah, but he like I think he liked Christmas more than the Santa in that movie. But like yes. you know, <laughs> like the he's he just because he's a bit crotchety and uh, difficult and stuff. Like he, what you know, there's also Satan Santa. He was horrible. No, there wasn't the Satan Santa. But like there were Santas. There were Santas than him. I think. I I didn't care for um, estate agent Santa very much because he was just a such a boring man. Like he really he to make it into the documentary, you have to be a desperate weirdo. Otherwise, yeah, it's I just was... oh, a man with a beard. I watched it like I watched it two days ago, and I'd forgotten the estate agent one. Yeah, because he's just yeah. I work at a estate agent uh, as an estate. You know, I sell, I do property shit on my computer, and 
go to church and I stupidly recording some songs, you know. Oh, oh yeah, he was the one who had. Was he the one who had the weird church that was like all fucking Santas? He 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 went to it. I don't know how often. I feel like some. I feel like some very confused people would turn up at the Church of Santa. Yeah, you're gonna get devil worshippers, isn't you? (laughs) Just that one letter out of place. Uh, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we should all pick bests because it is just it's barbecue Santa or gay Santa stole the show of the documentary. Well, also, these yeah, they they are also real people, not characters. <laughs> they're like... not real. So they're they're as fake as Santa. No, yeah. but like, uh, actually, speaking of sad stuff, because it's got all these cry, you know, heartwarming sad moments. And then it has the end bit where they show what happened to them, like, a little bit after. And the one that was the worst for me was... So, like, gay Santa's trying to have his boyfriend come and meet him. He can't get a lot of time off work. He can't get... He wants to be transferred so they can live closer together. Yeah, they live far apart. Yeah, so... And then at the end, it just goes, yeah, he couldn't come to the Bear Texas Roundup thing. And he couldn't move... He's still looking for a transfer job. And you're like, oh... Mm. They're right. just I know. long I need, distance that was, relationship. That was so, four fucking years ago. I need to find out. I need closure. some resolution. I, I need yeah. to know if they've broken up or stayed together or someone's died. I I, oh, I just want them to live happily ever after in a yeah. little antique cookie house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and bath in tin, twin tin baths. I just, I just want there to be someone who can pick him up out of the tin bath when he's yeah. having a photo shoot. That's all. Yeah, his boyfriend's pretty sort of lithe and and healthier looking than him. He could probably help him in and out of that bath. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I felt sad about that. Something we skipped over, to yeah. only just is they had Christmas, but then they also showed the the couple of days after Christmas and how down mm-hmm. they all were because it was over. Yeah, like, that's oh, something. That yeah, I hadn't. It hadn't occurred to me because this isn't something. I mean, being a more Santa isn't something I had ever really considered. But um, no, it's like this really weird sort of emotional hangover because their whole year builds up to this performance, and and they're. It's like they're trying to live the part to an extent. Some of them are, anyway. Yeah all year round, so that day is a big deal, and then when it's over, it's like, oh. Back to the unemployment line, gonna still buy yeah. her trailer. Gonna... Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, certain, what like, Barbecue Santa seems okay. Like, he's got a lot, he had a lot going on. He a generally state... seemed like... Fine. Yeah, estate agent, Santa's he's fine. Job, whatever. No, but, no, like... no, Barbecue Santa wasn't the estate agent. No, no, I'm saying, no, no, we're no, saying exactly. separately, like, he's fine. They had, they had day jobs, they had stuff going on, but... The, the the gay Santa, like, it's just back to his struggle with his long-distance relationship and worrying when he's going to see his boyfriend again <laughs> yeah. while he prepares for next year. And then for the for, for basement Santa, it's just back to the basement. Uh, no, kinda... he, does, he does get a trailer, doesn't he? Is that what it says at the end? Yeah, he does buy a trailer. Yeah. I don't know. Still, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, um... He still lives off. Gay, gay Santa, at least, he has his antiques career as well, so it's not like he's got nothing to do with his life. But he also do they not... about how all his family died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's just like, 
I mean, you're overweight and old as well. It can't be that far off. <laughs> That's the sad. The sad thing about being a Santa is it's a short career, isn't it? It's not like you know the whole. It's not like fifty. Like you don't get that gold watch when you finish being Santa. Well done, yeah. sixty years service. Like it's not happening, like is it? Barbecue Santa seemed to be the healthiest one of them because he's the youngest. You know, like he's got years yeah, of Santa. Yeah, he also wasn't that. Overweight, particularly not comparatively. Anyway, also his yeah, fucking pulled, husky. yeah, his pulled pork ravioli sounded fantastic. He was trying to sell it well hard in that. He was trying to sell someone oh. on it, like he was like, "Come on, pulled pork he ravioli." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say no. Um, I was a bit concerned he deep fried them. That's some, fine. They're Americans. It's normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't know. I felt. I was glad they they had a little bit of a montage at the end. They showed that mostly, they they showed that children will be crying and screaming for help, and the look of, uh, like the excuses the mall Santa staff come up with, <laughs> and just stay in character, but also accept that the child is falling off my knee and crying. I, I will say it did seem to be basement Santa that made most kids cry. There's <laughs> probably probably a good reason for that. <laughs> Whereas the again testament to Mick Foley and his commitment, kids seemed fucking mesmerised by him more than any of them. Yeah, well, worst case scenario, you can rip the Santa garb off and do a fucking, you know, flying knee. Yeah, like, just (laughs) elbow drop someone on some tacks. It's fine. There must have been a few, I would assume dads rather than mums, but where they kept expecting him to, like, kick off or reveal or something, they're just the whole time, they're like, he's, he's going to, oh, he's not going to, oh. Oh, he's not, he's not even. He's going to do that thing where he changes character mid-promo. Starts <laughs> <laughs> so rocking back and forth and talking about Vince McMahon. And stuff. Pulls, open, pulls open the Santa thing and there's a Cactus Jack wanted dead or alive t-shirt on. <laughs> he, <laughs> he picks up his chair, it's a folding chair, and he's suddenly ready to go. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, you, you, you know. But it was kind of sweet. They showed that um, Santa, the barbecue Santa, got to make another appearance with Mick because he was he was one of the people involved in the Hall of Fame speech or something. Like they showed when Mick oh, yeah. Mick got into the Hall of Fame in wrestling and stuff. So I don't know. I might, maybe he made that guy's financial year. Barbecue Santa is just like Mick's best friend now, I think, and therefore is getting I, every Santa gig that they I have. I haven't done it yet, but I think what I'm going to do is Google all of the guys who are in this movie to find out what happened to them since. I'm kind of hesitant because I'm a little bit worried about a couple of them. Let's just hope they just, you know, maybe they can, they're allowed to die in, in the next few years or have died, but it, it, you don't want any of them to be like paedophiles in prison, do you? I don't think any of them were. Yeah. Like, I th- these or were like, all top-notch, pro- professional, nice guys. So, you know. Yes, I wasn't suspicious of any of them. No. That, not even um, some of the extras who looked a bit suspect. But uh, all of them seemed like, you're in this documentary because you care about being a Santa. So respect um, to I will say, we're, uh, like, it's, it's hard... Because I don't... Like, usually, me particularly, will talk about the technical pros and cons of the film it's a bit harder to do with a documentary but i there was one thing that this film did that i wish it did more of and that was the little uh stop motion animation bits i'm glad you mentioned this because i was i I didn't want to forget about it because there are a couple of anecdotes that are illustrated through stop motion like 3d model animation things only one of the santas 
Only the sad Santa. Yeah. Like, he had a... His story was a bit weird, because he was talking about his um, marriage... And he just had a story about when I knocked, like, I fooled around oh, yeah, with a girl. A I knocked her up, and so when I found out she was pregnant, I went to the... And he said it like, I went to Hitler's mechanic, and then his daughter was like, <laughs> no, a German man who was in the military who was a mechanic. <laughs> you went to yeah. him, and you were scared he was going to murder you, and then he was like, like good, you pay for her college days. I like the way they animated the, uh, the dad... <laughs> Yeah, like bald Gestapo-looking dude. Uh, yeah, um, no, but those those little things were cool, and they're uh, like because he's the first one. I know we jumped right in with Gay Santa, right into the tin bath, but sure, um, he's the like basement Santa is the one that starts it, and they, as they're introducing him and they're setting up what the film's going to be like, they use those stop motion scenes to sort of fill in some of his stories while he's telling them. Yeah. But then they didn't do it with anyone else. Maybe but... maybe he was sick in his beard or something, so they were like, we've got to cut around this. <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're designed to look like the... Um... Old school Christmas stories, like Rudolph yeah, and Reindeer or something. Yeah, they're American uh, animations. I think one of them's Rudolph, the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the yeah. Snowman, whatever. That, that stuff, yeah. Um they're designed specifically to look like that, and San- actually Santa Sleigh did it as well. Whenever it told the backstory, um, but I I didn't understand why they didn't do it for anyone else. I, I guess mean, the I've... others didn't have these little weird anecdotes. No, but I mean, like you, I'm sure Mick Foley that... could have told a story about Santa Claus, and well, we could have not, seen some something not going only on. That, but I'm sure in all of their interviews with them. They had anecdotes and they had stories about how they became... Like, they could have done that. And I felt like that would have been a nice sort of through line. Because if if there was a criticism that I could make of this sort of from a technical aspect is I did feel like it was a bit dull at times. Like, I felt like some of the scenes that they left in or some of the footage they left in was just sort of there to pad the runtime. Like, nothing was really happening. Yeah, there's there was a lot. a lot of times of just, look at these Santas in a room with no context. Yeah, like, we didn't get to know some of the ones that looked interesting, or the ones that were boring. We just took some, you know, it was a bit like decoration for the documentary. And I, I would have I would have liked just some more anecdotes from the different Santas, and then... Yeah, maybe then funny then funny instances of... And ex- yeah. maybe experiences they've had that are interesting, or little you know insights that they could have been animated. They were good. Bre- it's a good breakup to show that kind of style animation and stuff. I mean, did you like that? And what do you think the, the documentary suffered a bit from being uh, cheap in places? I, I agree with what Jamie said, and since he said it, I've been thinking like I quite like for each Santa to have a different animation style, and. Mm. Like, for gay Santa ha- to have sort of, like, adventure time animation. <laughs> have, and like, an actual polar even... bear meeting people. And even though it isn't an animation, I wanted Barbecue Santa to have it all look like Taxi Driver. What do you mean? Oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> like, he's, like, shaves his head into a Mohican and kills a pimp. <laughs> what are you on about? Taxi Driver I isn't animated. Know. Oh, fuck, just the idea of him having those, like, slide-out things that De Niro has, but instead of guns, it's candy canes. He's just handing them out, yeah. Yeah. 
I want to, or maybe like a biblical animation for the guy who was like, I was given, like, the idea of a bearded god of this guy handing down a, a stone tablet giving this guy credence to be the real Santa. God <laughs> <laughs> also looks like Santa and he hands down the stone tablet, but instead of the Ten Commandments, it's the naughty or nice list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wear these red clothes and go forth and make Christmas all about Santa, not Jesus, my son, who is the most important thing in Christian mythology. <laughs> But yeah, that, you know, that's just uh, something we would have liked, but it didn't take away from the fact that it was just an enlightened... Sorry, it, was, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's just an interesting look at the scope of American, you know, Santas, I guess. I mean, yeah, the 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 American idea of Santa and then the British idea of Father, Father Christmas, uh, you know, they they are kind of... There's similarities there, but there's there's a there's quite a difference. Again, like I said, there's a there's an earnestness and a, almost an innocence to the American version, whereas as with everything else, there's a cynicism to the British version. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that they're creepy. Just it's they usually shitter and kind of. Well, it, it's I like brought that um, British Santa cartoon up, but that's kind of. That kind of you know the whole like blooming oh, Christmas blah, like that kind of sums it up the idea of a sort of surly Santa who kind of just gets the job done but is like oh. it's just a, it is a job at the end of the day yeah because that's if I had ever if I get old enough and grey enough and ever get forced into a Santa suit to be a Santa or whatever I will just be like oh the season's over thank fuck. I'm all not about enlightening children's lives. It, it, it has to be graft, in it? Like, it must be hard, like just sitting on your ass, making small talk, trying to ad lib your way out of awkward questions. Yeah. Sec- like children believe you're Santa, and it's like, but I don't fucking remember your name. I don't know what you wrote in your Christmas list to me. There must that's... be so many minefields that they have to navigate round. And that's what I mean. Like that's that's why it it's like this being a, a Mick Foley focused not entirely but him his journey to become a, a santa he could have embodies that american idea of of christmas and santa claus because he's so invested in it and he he gets so much genuine joy out of it and the fact that um, when he got you know suited and booted and they dyed his beard and stuff. I kind yeah. of liked him in the in-between. Like, when you initially dye dark hair, it has to go orangey, blonde. Yeah. I thought, no, stay here. Don't do it again to the slightly, like, you've been frosted, like a Christmas <laughs> window. Like, stay this. This is, like, this could be a new gimmick. It's crazy blonde mm-hmm. Mick, Mick Foley. I like this I, guy. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has... Oh, yeah. No, you do. You're, I, you are both on Instagram. But um, I followed I don't know if Mick, Mick Foley himself is on there but Noel Foley is on there um, and she I think it was last year at Christmas posted a picture of herself and her dad and he was wearing a Christmas themed full three piece suit yeah I've seen that and yeah but um, it's just like this This documentary is fairly old now. it's like four years old and Mick went like he put weight on i think between like after this documentary he's pretty big in the documentary and then he put more weight on but in the last sort of couple of years he got involved in the whole ddp yoga thing and he looks fucking great now 
Speaking he's... of, we got like a DDP uh, in the la- in the credits. There was an appearance of him at some kind of signing, where he was like uh, just, just the slightest shot. Of yeah, him. he's but... uh, he's another he's another impossibly decent person. But um... speaking of in shape, Mick Foley, right? I would have liked. To... There's two types of Santas I would have liked to have seen. Well, three. One is buff, muscly Santa. I had a feeling like... that was coming. <laughs> no, I'm not not for my own personal sexiness. But like, no, I I would have liked to have seen like a kind of gimmicky muscle Santa. That would we didn't get a lot of focus on that, just because it's funny and weird. The other kind, super authentic. Like we kind of saw, oh, the real Santa. But I want to see a fucking correct, like in the North Pole, like the like Austrian accent. Well, where is Santa from? I guess I guess he's he's sort of Austrian German area, but he's then in the North Scandinavian, I guess. Or you could go full authentic, and it's just Odin, because that's <laughs> like well, that's the what roots I, of the myth. I would have, I wanted to see the person who actually plays Santa at the North Pole, like fucking who the few people who've played Santa, and they not only look exactly natural beard, natural hair, they got a fucking wife, they're actually married to a Mrs. Claus. I, I wanted to see the person or the people who've been the closest to living. Like they got they own India, not these cheap guys who can who can do it as a job, but the fucking person whose life is Santa. Like I wanted Unf- to see that. Unfortunately, world. it turns out it is actually Tim Allen. <laughs> oh God, that would be disappointing. What a what a terrifying prospect. At least it means he's not making terrible film and TV choices. <laughs> but then who would be Buzz Lightyear anyway? Um. The other type of Santa I wanted to see was horrible Santa. Like we kind of got horrible, sad <laughs> Santa, but I wanted no, like, like fucking ang- angry, drunk, jackass Santa. Like so, you know, I would have wanted to what see you more. Wanted to do was have this, but also combine it with Santa sleigh and Santa with muscles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted, I wanted. Well, we've done that, so uh, you're right. I'm placated for now. Till next year, where we need. More terrible wrestling, Christmassy shit. To devour. This this has to be the last good one. Like I don't know. Well, there's still, there, something could come out. 2019 could provide us with like I don't know. Sting becomes a fucking Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer or something. I want the next one to be a WWE production Christmas movie where they cast the hopefully by then retired Undertaker as a scary Santa Claus with a heart of gold. I would watch that. Oh, good question. Who would make the best Santa outside of Mick Foley? Oh, imagine Ric Flair Santa. That'd be terrifying. He'd have to have a thinning thinning beard to match thinning hair. Yeah, he would also seduce all the mums. Oh, he'd fuck all the elves as well. Reno Jim! Reno Jim? You mean Hillbilly Jim, who looks like he wo- lives in Reno now that he's retired? Yes. <laughs> if Hill- surely, surely it would be uh, the, or oh, when he was alive, uh, Captain Lou Albano. I mean, he would have been a good Santa, wouldn't he? He'd yeah. have to, he'd have to dye his beard white, but I still have the elastic band in it. Yeah, <laughs> and all the like weird trinkets he used to hang from himself, like a Christmas tree. Yeah, I reckon Mr. Fuji'd make a pretty good elf as well. Okay, I'll oh, get Yokoz. Imagine Santa Yokozuna. That would be amazing. Whap a beard on him. I can't imagine. Hmm. I think Kane would be pretty good. Like, oh my god, Christmas Kane! But he's already been. He's already been the Christmas creature. In fairness, 
he's already red. Put the mascot back on him, but put a beard on top of the mask. <laughs> I feel like this is probably there's probably a match somewhere. There was like a house show where they did this. I it's got to be there somewhere. Well, anyway, do, uh, they, do they? Does he? I know he still wrestles. Does he come out in a sash that says Mayor on it? But yeah, still... he does. Yeah. <laughs> He's wrestled as he's been the mayor and had a tag team wrestling match with the Undertaker. So yeah, yeah, he didn't he didn't come out wearing mayoral chains and things though. Well, they oh. don't have that in America. Oh, they don't. Oh, because fucking Ted DiBiase'd have to come back and steal them from him and mel- <laughs> melt them and turn them into an urn or something. Anyway, we're going down a wrestling uh, hall here. I think basically it's time to come up with a quick metaphor. And then uh, wrap this podcast up and call it a present to the listeners. So, has anyone got... I mean, you can't call it... What Santa is it for you? That doesn't work. What yeah, kind of Christmas gift... Gay Santa or barbecue Santa. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what, what what was the documentary? Is it a good present, a bad present? Like, is it for everyone? Does it work uh, in and of itself? It's just, you know, know, slightly gonzo documentary. Not. It's Yeah, it's not, like, it's... I don't mean it in a in a. It's not a spectacular documentary necessarily, but it's definitely what it's like in a present that it's not something you specifically wanted or really thought of, but you f- you do find a use for it more than you Sox. thought you would. Yeah, it's not like getting socks or some underwear. It's not like something your grand has bought that you don't understand. But it's like, a, oh, I wasn't expecting this. That's quite good. We've it's got a you know. Oh. Um, it's like getting something like a. We've got this. Um, fridge magnet that's a bottle opener and it's not something that I would ever buy but I don't even know where we got it it's just in the house but mm. it's really useful to just have stuck to the fridge it's like getting something like that as a present yeah it's the documentary equivalent of you didn't you wouldn't go out of your way but now that you've seen it you're pleased like it's kind of like oh yeah that's a bit of fun I didn't didn't you know waste my money or someone else you know get. it's the sort of thing you wouldn't say no to but don't pick out, it wasn't isn't it? it wasn't revelatory but i feel like my life has improved seeing mick foley transform into santa claus so wholeheartedly yeah. it's the gift you didn't know you needed but did <laughs> yeah i well i wasn't going to do a gifting thing but it's still a variation on the same theme it's where you don't particularly like like you're lukewarm to one of your relatives but it's okay for them to come round because you like their partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's almost it's almost like the good and the bad of this documentary. It's like, oh well these people are slightly irksome and cringy, but these guys are cool, so that's fine. Yeah, it is uh it is all those things. It was I am Santa, and that's not a confession, right? So I'm not Santa. Um but yeah, I mean go on. Someone got something else to say? Oh, I was just going to say, all I was going to say was the clock's ticking now. I was going to say, you're on your way. Right, first of all, <laughs> you, you guys are jerks, all right? I got issues now, <laughs> but like, it's almost like it's not worth being young anymore because people just want me to, to be old and white-haired and delightful. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to be a buff Santa, if anything, what? make my dreams come true. <laughs> Or you could go to one of those bear conventions. I think I'm going to dress up as a rabbit and go to a Easter convention and meet people who are into the fetish of Easter. Oh, wait, that's too many furries in one place. <laughs> that's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's an entirely different scene. I'd, I'd go to a bear convention, but I'd be a bit 
disappoint. I have to disappoint a lot of men, I presume. I mean, it's very big headed of me, but like, <laughs> I mean, I'd be the belle of the ball. I, I it would be, <laughs> it would be, it would be an odd experience to have what I assume attractive women have, like conventionally, you know, attractive women have at like Miss World Desks and things, where everyone's just there to see them. You're like, oh, look, at, you know, it would be weird to be in a room full of people who find you attractive, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it's an unusual sensation to have unsolicited compliments from people who are clearly attracted and you're oh no, this is actually a lot more frightening than I would have thought it would be. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like at best two people in a room full of people will fancy me, like at any one time. So to have everyone potentially be on the menu or whatever. I don't, I'm lost now. You guys have... Wait, you're you're thinking of the buffet from earlier. That's the truth. Put your back on. <laughs> That's the thing. With, with sex perverts and bears and whoever, the priority... No, like, with swingers, whether it's swingers or bears, everyone knows there has to be a fucking buffet. If it's Christmas or it's not, buffet or clock. Like, I that's mean, what... You know. I kind of feel like that wherever I go. I hope there's a buffet. Yeah. Anyway, let's fucking wrap this up, stick a label on it, and stick out there for people to unwrap at their choice. Uh, AKA, goodbye, Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Sure, yes. Bye. Merry Christmas. Mr. Lorenta. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure about doing that because I was being beat to Keshi for Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence.